this is Ross. This um, is Heath. From Half-Life A Place in the West. This is from Thinking Outside the Long Box. A very great broadcast. He can say when he likes. This is Thinking Outside the Long Box. You're in special. Part two. Part We're not going to talk about comics. Because we didn't read no comics this year. Thinking Outside the Long Box. <laughs> This, these two weeks to read, and I just had no fucking energy. Yeah. I barely left that fucking couch spot. It's no bueno. So we were talking about it. I ha- I don't think I've really read much by way of comics this year. I've read a lot of regular books this year. So the thing is, I have read, I would say, it would be enough to call substantial, but it's all backtrack reading. Like, I have read the entire run of... Uh, Walking Dead again this year, but yeah. I had oh. already read that. The entire run. Well, I got all the... The, uh, the trades? Or the, the omnibus? Like the big-ass omnibuses, so I just started going through them. That's still a lot of fucking reading. Yeah, it took me almost most of this year. Wow. That was a long time. That's some dedication, Dang. though. Yeah. Fuck. But, um... Is it weird that you don't... I don't think about that being in black and white? Like, does no. that add to the story, do you think? Because I don't, like, I know it's all in black and white, but I don't even think about it's it. It's not weird because I hadn't read them for quite a while. And when I got the first omnibus and opened it, I was like, that shit's in black and white. And then I was like, that shit is in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Like, it's not a thing anymore. If somebody turned on a TV and it was black and white, I'd be like, I actually re- what the my, fuck? I remember that being my first thought. I was like, is, why is the omnibus in black and white? I, I got my comics, I was like, comics are in black and white. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But even though it's a 2019 comic, I did read Something is Killing the Children, which is very awesome if you haven't read it. What is it about? What is it? I don't even know. It's like there are monsters, like different levels of monsters, and they're like killing the children, but nobody's noticing, and there's like a whole department. So like it? Kind of, but more like actual like monsters and there's a chick who murders them back and i don't know any of their names because it has been like six months since i read this i just remember thinking it was awesome when i did read it but she works for this organization that goes in and kills the monsters and it's, it's just pretty dope yeah you, you gotta check it out what's it called again something is killing the children something and i only read the first trade so i haven't read like a shit ton but they are super expensive all the first issues so it must be doing well <laughs> right that is typically how that works out by james tynion and I, yeah, I know it came out a while ago, but it was pretty badass. There's not a rating system for books. I know. I think we talked about this last year at some point that we need to come up with a rating system for books like Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> right? Because there's nothing there. There's just there's like Amazon, and you can look and see what like something's star rating is or something like that. But that's yeah. But if you any reviews on Amazon, no matter how many star ratings they have, it's always going to be like. Good rating, good rating, one star, half star. Like, this is <laughs> the shittiest shit, yeah. thing that's ever happened to the planet. So, uh, no, something is killing the children, number one, sold well over 75,000 copies. I don't, so uh, they were predicting at 29,000 copies, and they sold way over 29,000 copies. So, I assume that's good. I don't know what an average book is supposed to sell. Of I know that James Tiny is a, is a, 
bigger name. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing his titles have to come with a buffer of some sort. Probably. But 75,000 copies seems like a lot. I don't I don't know how big our... I think it's pretty big, especially for like a not like... Like a not Marvel Not book. a Batman or yeah. something. 75,000 copies. That's I good. just know like the first books are like oh, well over $100, like the first couple. Nice. Something is Killing the Children number 12 was still at 50,000 copies. Oh, so yeah, it's got a pretty solid following. I want to get more of the trades. I've only gotten the first one. I think really the only comic book that I read that I really remember was I went and reread the Uzumaki series from... uh, Junji Ito, which is this, it's like this crazy like horror manga about this town that gets infected by a spiral because it's like this weird vortex and people get stuck and apparently Uzumaki means, means spiral. spiral, yeah, and it's like super, it's like super gory and like weird and I don't know, it's a it's a really odd comic. But it's really fun and gross, and there's an anime coming out yeah, next year. I'm really excited about that. That's part of why I reread it is because I had read the news about that. Four episodes in October of 2022. Yeah, it should be really cool. I will say I did basically read the entire second omnibus while being stuck in the hospital for like seven days with blood poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so you was... don't remember? No, I remember it. It was just like I had nothing else to do. It was like watch Trump's people attack Washington and read The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That did happen this year. I didn't watch any news while I was in the hospital. That was the I just watched I movies. I had, like, a news channel that worked in my – that was it. Really? Oh, shit. I think I had like 80 channels in the hospital. He probably has that poor people insurance. Like, <laughs> oh, I was in the legit room. Nice. <laughs> In fact, I was, what hospital? I was in one of the only single rooms. Really? Like the newest one that's up there off like... Oh, in Greeley? Yeah. The one on 85? Yeah. I had only one of the single rooms out there, but the, the, the fucking TV wouldn't change any channels. We had menu, you could scroll through the menu and hit it, and it would just like refresh the same news channel you were on. <laughs> I don't know if they were just trying to kill me via Trump news or... Uzumaki was rated for an Eisner Award in 2003, nominated for an Eisner Award. Um, uh, I don't see any sales stuff on it. I just know, like, so Ito is, like, basically a manga artist and writer that has managed to, like, actually transcend the Japanese horror market into the English horror market, which is really not easy to do. Like, pretty much the only other stuff that did that was the books that The Ring are based on. And that Juan are based on, but even things like Battle Royale instead you know, of too. instead of like those actually crossing over into English, there's just different versions of it. There was so. a live action film in 2000. Yes, which is very strange. Watching 2000s era special effects <laughs> trying to do comic book things. <laughs> It was three volumes. It ran from January 19th, 1998 to August 30th, 1999. Dang, that's an old-ass book. That book's old. <laughs> yeah, like you said, written by Junji Ito, published by Shoga Kukan. <laughs> you should stop now. <laughs> 
Cool. Like I don't. I try. I try to gauge. Like it doesn't say anything about how many, well, how much stuff was published or how it was published or any of that. So I don't know. It came out in like a Shonen Jump style comic book. So they have like so these in weekly, another. So they have like these weekly <clears throat> comics that are like digests, and they'll have like three or four. I failed. They'll have like three or four like ongoing. Well, to be stories honest, in I was set up. <laughs> They'll have, like, three or four ongoing stories in them, and you buy them every week. And, like, each story continues. So that's, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, in Shonen Jump and, like, One Piece and things like that. Nice. Things that are really long-term. So, like, horror magazines aren't super, super popular in Japan. But he was part of, like, a really prestigious one. And they ended up winning, like, a lot of awards in Japan and in the United States. And that's kind of what makes him cool, is he actually managed to, like, cross over markets. So Nice. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Like, it's really it's really weird. <laughs> he has another one called Gyo that's about, like, fish that run out of the sea on, like, mechanical legs. I read that one Oof. this year. Robot uh, fish? Yeah. Not really robot fish. They're, like, steam-powered, but they... Um, they run on the gas that their rotting bodies creates. Like it's it's really gross, like, and really weird. And it, like people end up getting stuck to the legs, and it it's fucking nasty. It's a really cool huh. book. Um, he also has a book that's just all about cats. A toned down book, though. Yeah, it's just about cats. Huh. Like it, it's not gross. Nothing's weird about it, except for that it's like this crazed horror lunatic writing a whole comic book about his cats. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? Dude? That's what keeps him from killing real people. Probably. <laughs> if I draw the pictures, I don't have to do it. <laughs> so I didn't read any comic books this year. So that's my my goal for next year. One of them is to read at least at least one every week. Uh, I know that's really light, but the that's that's I with not reading anything that I need some kind of fucking jumping off point. Um, <clears throat> I really wanted to read, and I think I might just do it. And then if 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 I get in trouble or if somebody says something, I'll just take it down. But I really wanted to read comic books for the Patreon supporters, and I will see if that comes to fruition. If that matters or. Read, read it and then just post it and then just like as an audio file of some sort. Um, but we'll see. I don't know because I know that reading books on like on YouTube is not okay. Yeah. Even though you're not s- selling anything technically, they can still take your channel down. You um, right. Usually it's read mechanically. It's not read by a person all the time. I listen to a couple of them that are just people. Yeah. You can get in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, you can. So I, I the, Some rebels out there. Uh, <laughs> no, they just haven't hit the algorithm, so they haven't been taken down yet. So I, we'll see. I don't know if Patreon has that algorithm of some sort, especially I mean, they can't because we don't. The only people that get it are people who are patroning us, and and you don't. And they're not – you're not patronizing us for that specifically. You know what I mean? It just happens to – so they're not technically yeah. paying money for me to read. And so I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird gray area. But uh, I, I want to do – I want to read comic books more. It's you're something not paying I, for the touch of feeling, but you get it for free. <laughs> there you go. It's just a side benefit. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave a tip on the table, it should be at least $50. It's like she's not a hooker. I took her out to dinner. <laughs> then she's not what a hooker. What happened afterwards was – 
consensual. <laughs> I, I think being a hooker is still consensual. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, Which, ha- it should definitely be consensual sure, all the it time. It should always definitely. be consensual. <laughs> always <is> consensual. <laughs> that would be not just true. that. Like, yeah. if you're not sure if it's consensual or not, it's not. Yeah. Like, go not also, probably not a gross. hooker. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were off a lot sure. this year, right? This was the year of the pandemic. It wasn't last year. No, it's been no, both last like, year. It's like two was years. it last year? It's been about two years now. It's like nineteen. I can't months. remember. Yeah, it's literally been like two years. Did of I this go shit. to? So I went to work all year this year, and not last year. Like the know. world was shut fucking down last year. Then yes. Okay. Nothing has changed for me ever. <laughs> I was I was only yeah. off for like a month, so I didn't care at all. I was like. You sell beef. Keep selling beef. People need beef. They do need their beef. I have COVID. Nobody cares that you have COVID. <laughs> work through You're it. You're like, I'm pretty sure everybody cares. Yeah. <laughs> How many people died of your work? Like 11. <laughs> Say it like a joke, but it happened for real. <laughs> There's crosses on the side of the road. So you can eat beef. <laughs> You fucks. There's crosses on the side of the road. There are. Wow. It's fucked up. So yeah, we didn't take care of them, but, you know, we put up some little $100 crosses here. Little sign. Yeah, in you'll memoriam. Never, you'll never forget that we didn't follow proper procedures. They do now. That's all that matters. But Well, I mean, it's not. But it <laughs> no, is. it's not all that matters. <laughs> but they didn't for a while. A long while. They played. They played loosey goosey with it. They're like, I don't think anybody's gonna get it here. We only have people from around the globe <laughs> working at our facility. Oh, <sighs> so I want to start with Lock and Key uh, Sandman crossover. That's a good place to. Well, I don't read that, but I like both I don't, of those titles. I don't think that it's a. I don't think you have to know anything but the basics of Lock and Key and Sandman. You know what I mean? I don't think you need to Probably know not. a whole shitload about Sandman or the Lock and Key world. I think it's a brand new story. There really isn't a whole shitload to know about Sandman. No. Well, Sandman is who Sandman is. There are a lot the of the King of Dreams. There are a lot of comics and cool shit happens in that in those comics that I think it's really interesting to know. But you don't have to know it to exactly. like know his character. His character is just that, you know. There's like gods, and then he's one of the eternal beings that sits above even that, and it's a dream. Mm-hmm. He's an eternal, pretty much, but in the DC universe, oh, these oh, eternals yeah. are like more powerful than those eternals. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of them. <laughs> it's like his sister, Death. Yeah, there's death, dream, mysterium. Uh, what's that sloth looking bitch? It's not sloth though. God, I should know this. I don't. So somebody also said Quantum Leap, I which I assume these. is a comic book that they just read. I this have read year? these many times, maybe because they're not because they're not making new Quantum Leap comic books right no. now, as far as I know. So no. I'm guessing that they just read them this year. I don't think there's a lot of Quantum Leap content coming out. No, nothing new. Yeah, Destiny, Death, Dream, Destruction, Desire, Despair, and Delirium. That's right. They all start with D. So Neil Kaiman's like, you want the D? I'll give you the tea. <laughs> That's my plans, hopefully, for next year. I know you guys said that you guys read some books, too. Yeah. I think my favorite book... I've read slash listened to many books. Yes, so have I. I think um, 
I think my favorite is I listened to Stephen Fry's first book in his Mythos series, which is the Stephen J. Fry. <laughs> no, I know we did that. <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> and that guy's name is Philip. Um, but it's just um, it's basically kind of how Neil Gaiman did the Norse mythology book. It's like that, but for um. Greek mythology, yeah, and it's it's really good. It's fun. It's really funny. I it's probably it's it's my favorite thing that I listened to slash read this year. Uh, I don't know. I also I've been listening to a lot of stuff about like economics, so that's very boring. Oof, let's not have that. Yeah, again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ugh, that one hurt the pocket, but uh, oh, I did read. Um, I did read the books that the people that the Conjuring are based on wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like they're silly. Like they're so funny because they're like, <laughs> I you know, we were driving down the road, and that's when before. the demon swooped into our car, and we drove off the road, but like an angel kept the car from falling down a cliff. Like, that's legitimately how some of the stories nice. in the books are. I'm like, this is amazing. Thanks, Angel. Like, <laughs> it, it, what they didn't re- reveal is that it was their cousin, Angel, who oh, has a tow truck and, gotcha. yeah, saved their ass. He <laughs> came and he got me. <laughs> he only charged me $50. <laughs> so, yeah, that was – those books are awesome. And I reread the Amityville Horror, which – scared the shit out of me when I was like in high school but seemed really hokey this time around I don't know I never read the Amityville Horror I only watched the movie the mini films <laughs> the the 8 to 9 was that Ryan Reynolds was that the most famous one no the old one's the famous one is it yeah from like 76 or 77 something like that I'm not even sure if it was Ryan Reynolds I don't know. I don't think it was. <laughs> I, I think I would remember that. Who was one of those famous guys? Sure. It's probably like Jude Law. There's a lot of those famous guys out there. A lot of those blonde guys that are just kind of famous looking-ish. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is different. He has a phone company. <laughs> it was Ryan Reynolds. It's 2005. Not. No way. <laughs> looking at it right now. I don't believe you. I told your asses. I'm still not sure that you're right. <laughs> this is this is definitely a Mandela effect moment. Google Google has bestowed upon me the knowledge of this. I'm not sure Google's right. <laughs> yeah. You can't believe anything the he internet says. He played George Lutz. Dang. Did he? Ryan Reynolds. I'm fucking looking at it right now. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. It just sounds like you're making it all up. <laughs> I feel like that might be something I really want to watch. <laughs> That's why I thought it was the more famous of the of the two because he was a big star. So the guy that is in the original one was a big star too at the time. Uh, what is his name? Let's see, 1979. <clears throat> James Brolin. Yes. So, still a pretty famous dude, but um, the story was, like, super, this is a true story. Mm. And it was backed up by, like, the fact that they actually fled their house, 
and that there actually had been a murder in their house from the previous family. So, like, there was kind of some reality to it enough that people bought everything that was happening. And, like, whether it's real or not is not really my place to say because I didn't experience any of it. And, like, if they really dealt with that fucked up shit, yeah, I would leave, too. Me, too. I would have left way earlier. <laughs> like, I if, believe in shit like that. If uh, if the tigers in front of my fireplace moved, I would say bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would just bounce the fuck out. I don't care if I owe a ton of money on the house. <laughs> so, so, listening to it now, I'm just like, God, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, that seems pretty... Beyond crazy. <laughs> like, I've seen some pretty crazy shit on, like, ghost adventure shows and stuff, but that seems, like, really, really... My just... brain just doesn't want to work right now. What's it called? Diabetes. <sighs> no, we, like, we associate, like, down with, like, evil and good with, like, up. What is that word that, like, encompasses that? Say that one more time. I got distracted. It's, like, how we... How we take like a meaning and associate it with something else. We do it with like everything. Like, oh, like evil is down, good is up. Yeah. What is that word? I, I'm not sure, I didn't know but I know was what you're talking about. There is absolutely, you do know it too, but I can't think of it either. Mandela. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not saying that that's what it was. <laughs> Mandela. The Mandela effect cannot be blamed here. Ryan Reynolds, though. Never I told you. He's never been told George you. Lutz. Bitches don't listen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what no. books did you read? Did you talk about your book? That's why I was trying to remember that one thing, because that's the book I wanted to talk about the most. But we'll leave it alone, because I can't remember it. Is my it brain the, is it the one you sent me? No. What's it about? This is like a nonfiction book. It's about that concept I just told you about and like how everything in our lives is based on that. But I can't think of it because I'm tired. And I read it a while ago. Mm, Library. (laughs) The Anatomy of Evil. That's not it. The Coddling of the American Mind. Definitely not. The Science of Evil. Definitely not. Beyond Good and Evil. It's not anything to do with evil. Um, I don't know. Beyond good and evil. No, that's not what you said. <laughs> no, I got that for Ashley for Christmas, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he's been reading it and taking notes to talk with me about it, and that is kind of terrifying because I haven't read that book in like fifteen years. <laughs> now, wait a minute, that's not what I bought it for you for. <sighs> Let's see. I'm trying to see what else I read this year. Oh, I read um, I read Danny Trejo's biography. Oh, that was, was really that good? cool. Yeah, I really I, liked I, it. That came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. So what was neat about it is that it was very much so like we think of Danny Trejo as like an actor and like a film star, but like Danny Trejo thinks of himself as an ex-con who is working on his sobriety whose life work is to help other people in their sobriety. So the book is way more about the work that he does like in that sphere and right. his history in that world and his history in like prison life and stuff like that. And so you actually get to kind of see him through his eyes 
as opposed to like just what we see on the screen. Right. And that is really cool. That's like cool. I knew he was an addict, like a recovering addict. I yeah. didn't I don't I guess I've never heard of his philanthropic it's not kind even, of adventures. It's not even like philanthropic. Like when he got out of prison, that's what he like did for a living is he helped run counseling centers and stuff like that and basically ways for people to get like cheap rehabilitation so that you know if they were on the streets or something not only would they have like a chance at being sober they would also maybe have like a place to stay and like a route to like a job and things like that That's so cool. it's really cool like it's it was a really really good book I also read uh Terry Funk's biography this this year, did which the, came out did in that like, come out this year? No, it came out in like two thousand and six, but oh, nice. I, I had never read it before and it was it's really cool and there's some really cool parts where like he talks about passages that are in Mick Foley's first book. Mm. And that's really it's funny because it's like his version of the same stories. Right. And, like, because they're such good friends, they just, like, pick on each other in the books. Like, yeah. Mick Foley makes fun of Terry Funk and calls him all sorts of names because they're, like, such good buddies in his book. And Terry Funk does the same thing. You know, he he calls him a fat ass a couple times and, you know, things like that. And it's, it's just really funny because you get to see, like, a friendship in between two books. And that's right. not something you really experience ever <laughs> so i was pretty pumped for the trejo one and i it just fell off my radar because yeah. he was doing uh he was doing like a if you buy it you get this thing for it or you know what I mean? yeah he was doing some live calls with people and shit it, was, it seemed pretty cool yeah it was a really good book i i really enjoyed it while the sleepy boy over here is still searching i wanted to uh <laughs> I, I just looked up 2021's top rated comic books and this is a uh, list from Screen Rant for those people who want to check something out that supposedly was popular this year <laughs> in the 10th space is the Captain Marvel book um, it was Captain Marvel, Kelly Thompson threw everything but the kitchen sink at Carol Danvers all seemed to stick this all really started with Carol being thrown into a post-apocalyptic future with Namor's son in control mm, that sounds like a Doyle book Namor Namor. Number, <laughs> number nine is Iron Man. Uh, he took a dark turn in 2021. His new solo total title by Christopher Cantwell and Kafu, I assume is how you say that. Things got off to an intriguing start as the general public was turning on Iron Man. He tried to respond by becoming more relatable, but that made him even people hate him even more. Um, number I like him last, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight takes the number eight spot. Eight spot. Uh, with him coming to Marvel, began working him back into a more prominent role because the show is coming out soon. Mm -hmm. It all started with Moon Knight battling the Avengers with Mephisto and Conchu at war. However, when that ended, Jed McKay and Alessandro Capuccio started the Moon Knight solo comic, and it was brilliant. Number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy has been changing a lot over the last couple years. Creative duo of Al Ewing and Juan Cabal has taken the superhero team, which looks completely dissimilar to what fans are used to, and told some of the best stories in the Marvel comics in 2021. I can't name any of uh, Rocket, Raccoon, Gamora, Groot, and then there's three people who I don't know. Uh, Hellions is next. 
A lot of big stories in the world of mutants, so it's a mutant story. The trial of Magneto to Hellfire Gala to the great stories in the new mutants and the X-Men returning to the United States. Then Daredevil, Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto created one of the best Daredevil stories told in years. A Chip Zdarsky Daredevil intrigues me. (laughs) Daredevil accidentally killed a man and refused to let it go. Instead, he agreed to serve time in prison for the murder, only to find everyone there wanting him dead. Amazing Spider-Man is next. Nick Spencer finished his run on Amazing Spider-Man. I heard that was a pretty big deal this year. With a massive, sprawling story that tied everything he had built together for an explosive climax. Black Cat. Marvel's tried to to have Black Cat comics in the past, but when Jed McKay and C.F. Villa took over with the 2021 series, something finally clicked. Black Cat ended up in several big crossover events and proved to be more than capable of holding her own. And then The Immortal Hulk. Al Ewing wrapped up his run on Immortal Hulk, which ended up as the best Hulk series in a very long time. With the series ending in 21, all the mysteries that Ewing introduced from the one below to the green door were finally revealed, and Hulk and his allies were able to finally move on. And the best comic book, according to Screen Rant, is Captain America. Taneshi Tanahisi. Oh, Ta-Nehisi Coates Coates turned in one of the most groundbreaking runs on Black Panther in the character's history. After that, he started his run on Captain America and presented a story that was as topical as it was exciting. Coates dared to take the red... Uh, Coates dared to take the Red Skull and make him an internet sensation with Americans wanting to follow him over the more stoic Captain America. So, Captain America, according to these people, was the number one comic book in 2021. I feel like Marvel paid them to make that list. There was a lot of Marvel on no, there. No, there's only Marvel on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was the best Marvel comic okay, book. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I was like, that seems weird. I feel like they didn't read anything else. Okay, so I just decided to go back and look at my orders on Amazon. Sure enough, that's where I bought the book. <laughs> Jesus. It's called I is an Other, The Secret Life of Metaphor, How It Shapes... The way we see the world. A metaphor? That's That was the word That's you were looking for? Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember it because it's been like, I read this book probably close to the beginning of the year. What's it called again? I as another. Essentially, if you type in that, you'll it'll pull it up. I is I as an other. The secret life of metaphor and how it shapes the way we see the world. And it talks about just like how we think, how metaphors in everyday life shape like how we think all the time. And how that influences our writing, um, the way we read things, the way we understand things, the way we associate people and objects, like up is good, down is bad, stuff like that. Right. But like it's much more invasive than that <clears throat> when you think about it and you read about it. That sounds really interesting. It was very interesting. So this just says the best comics of 21. I'm not going re- to read a ton of it, just the titles. Yeah. Cyclopedia Exotica. Uh, Monsters, which I've actually heard of, The Good Asian, Rorschach and Strange Adventures, Far Sector, The Many Deaths of Layla Starr, uh, The Eternals Volume 1, Only Death is Eternal, Run, Book 1, Tunnels, and Brink. Nice. Never heard of those, so go give them a try. There's a, few, there's a lot of lists out there that I... Yes. I know a lot of people who do, like, whatever wins the best movie... 
every year at the Oscars, they ha- they watch that. Like they, no matter what it is, they have to watch that. Right. And so I know a lot of people who do shit like that. Hideous so decision. Go ch- hideous is that what you said? Is that a hideous decision? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely can backfire sometimes. <laughs> uh, so that puts favorite us on Audible. TV shows. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, your favorite uh, book that you read this year? I think I said mine was Mythos. I can't remember if I said that. That was my favorite book that I read. Favorite book that I listened to. It's probably a toss-up between The Last Days of Jack Sparks, which is a... God, it's hard to explain without just giving it straight away. It's a guy, he's essentially looking for the location of a mysterious... A YouTube video is uploaded on his YouTube account of somebody seeing a ghost and he looks for ghosts and then it's taken down immediately. He didn't upload it. He doesn't know where it comes from and it can't be debunked. Nobody can debunk it. So he's looking for the location or looking for who did this to him the nice. entire time. And What's that one called? <laughs> it's called the last days of Jack Sparks. The, this book, you'll like, you will like that a lot. Cause it is, has some coolest shit at the end. We can always listen to it all the way to Florida too. If you want. I don't want to listen to it again. And then, also, I've said it before, but the Bobaverse. If you haven't listened to the Bobaverse and you're an Audible customer and you like nerdy shit, you are you are wasting your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best series of books I have found, bar none. The Bobaverse is amazing. Go I still haven't read them yet, and I'm listen. dumb. I know. I know. Listen, Linda. We can listen to those on the way for, or one of them if you want. Probably not all of them. Right. Where? Florida. I got to go to Florida next month. Oh, you're going with him? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I just want to take time off. That's cool. And it's worked out. What's in Florida? A convention? Yeah. Nice. VillaCon. It's a cosplay with a focus on villains convention. Yeah. Oh, to sell your wares? Yes. Your wares? Sell tapes and all sorts of crap. Get some. Where in Florida? Uh, I think... Like right in Orlando, like I think it's uh, really, really close to Disney. Or no, like Trump. Dis- I don't think Disney's in Orlando. Uh, no, Universal. That's the one I was trying to think of. Get some exciting stuff. When is that? Uh, yeah, like the twenty third. Oh, weekend. January. Yeah, the weekend oh, of the twenty third. Nice, yeah, it's nice. So yeah, if you're in Florida, darkandweird.com, you can find out more. Doyle.com. It's not a real. Don't go look for that. <laughs> I, I mean, would, or do. I would say my dot com, but it's not. There's Wan, nothing there yet. Wan dot com. No, cichlids dot com, but there's no. That's gonna get built hopefully in the next week or two. Cichlids. Cichlids for the apparel company. Cichlids. I'm like seeing, the fish. No. No. I'm, no. S i k. We do hats and shirts and all that shit. Oh, that's right. It's been fucking crazy. More popular than I thought it would be. Dang it. I was seeing if there was a one.com. A what? A one.com. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be. I know. I just can't make my phone search for specific websites for some reason. Too much porn. I hate my phone. Uh, like it's right not now. secure. One.com may be for sale. What? That's fucking weird. I bet whoever owns it probably wants a lot of money for it. <laughs> there Do are you guys a lot of us. happen to have a day this week that we could finish in the morning or something via Skype? Because I'm like, done, done. Uh, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I am. Well, tired. let's close this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, people. I am sleepy. 
yeah, we liked some comic books and regular books. And uh, go to TOTLB.com, patreon.com slash TOTLB, youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box, facebook.com slash thinking outside the long box, and Michael Kirk bangs midgets, the end. Uh, 970-573-6148. No story this time. The end of the year, he's just banging midgets. Yeah. He doesn't even like biggers at all. No, biggers are horrible. Is that what we're called, biggers? Yeah. You haven't seen the like the hateful like little people skit? Uh-uh. It's like a little person in a white KKK clan. He's like, I hate biggers. <laughs> and there's a whole town of them. They're like, we don't serve your kind here, bigger. It's it's hilarious. Dude. It, sounds, it is. Sounds awful. It is pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, until next time, I've been Gabe. Doyle's I'm Doyle. asleep. I'm Juan. <laughs> I'm not asleep, but I'm, I feel unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> you look unsafe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!